When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff Duncan, NOLA.com, has covered the NFL for over 25 years. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. What a game last night as the Chiefs go back-to-back and they repeat for the first time since 04-05 New England Patriots. 25-22 win over the 49ers. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We're driven by your next Ford F-150 truck at Mack Hike Ford. I-55 North in Jackson, pre-owned or new Ford F-150 trucks. You know where to go. Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. Jeff Duncan, good morning. How many people did you watch the uh, Super Bowl with? Uh, Just a small gathering, actually, Bo. Um, I like to kind of focus on the game, if you will. So I try to keep it it low and and not get too too much of a festivity going around around the game itself. Fair enough. We're debating today Stone Cold Chris Jones. Um, he's from right up the road and played at Mississippi State. And um, he has been a really, really good player for years now. That's his third Lombardi trophy. Um, he disrupts, as you know, um, and quarterbacks don't like him. Did With what he did in the postseason this year and his career overall, do you think he's done enough to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Jeff? Well, wow, that's you know, it's a good question. I think he's certainly entering into the conversation. Um, I don't know if it's quite enough yet, just being in that room and 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 dealing with the great players and, and their resumes. Um I think he probably is definitely gonna make it, but it, how long has he played now? How many years do we know, Bo? So his last year at Mississippi State was the 2015 season. So 2016 was his first in the NFL. Okay, yeah, five so Pro Bowls, probably long enough. Yeah, I think the kind of genuine cutoff we always feel like would be like a Tony Baselli, uh, you know, who who had a shortened career because of injuries. I think he played six years, so he's exceeded that. It would be hard to deny uh, Jones. Uh, you know, there's so many factors that go in two Hall of Fame uh, credentials, uh, in addition to Super Bowls, uh, you know, all pro teams. Did, you know, do you make an all-decade team? Uh, have you, you know, been a multi, obviously, pro bowler and been a part of successful teams? All those kind of things. Are you durable? And I'm a big believer in leadership. I, I, we're not supposed to evaluate anything other than play on the field, but I, I don't. I I, I try to evaluate some of the intangibles because that's part of the core principles of the Hall of Fame is integrity, commitment, uh, leadership. And and I think Chris Jones, we saw it yesterday in the game, uh, him on the sidelines taking control of his defense and then the way he responded in the game. I mean, he was the most dominant player, arguably even more so than Patrick Mahomes for much of the game. Uh, So I certainly think he's etched his legacy in, in Hall of Fame worthiness. 
So five Pro Bowls, three Lombardi trophies for Chris Jones, and you would think he's got, you know, at least another two to four years um, in the league, and what a run for him. We're visiting with Jeff Duncan, who is a Hall of Fame voter for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he NOLA.com, he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Okay, you know sports fans love to debate this stuff. You may eye roll it, but I got to throw it out to you because we got into it earlier. Kelsey or Gronk, who's better, according to Jeff Duncan? Me, I still think Rob Gronkowski. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I mean, they're a little bit different kind of player. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, I think, was a little more of a complete player than Kelsey. But Kelsey, I think, definitely more of a home run threat, receiving threat. Uh, but I just think an all-around play, Rob Gronkowski redefined the position. And uh, But, man, it's a – it is a strong argument on both sides. And I think we've seen the last 10, 15 years better tight ends come into this league because of the way guys like Andy Reid have used Kelsey, the way Belichick and his group used, uh, you know, Gronkowski. That's become a premier position. And I was really, to be honest with you, getting off subject here a little bit, but really flummoxed in what the 49ers were doing with George Kill. I mean, he was a non-factor, and he's been an incredible player all season for his career. And I don't know if that was Kansas city's defense or them just going away from him, but it certainly was confusing. But that was my next question. Kittle two two receptions for four yards on the biggest stage, as good as he is. I'm Jeff. I would have lost a lot of money if you'd have told me that was going to happen. And Bo, I thought, I thought Tony Romo made some great points. I mean, the, the 49ers over and over kept trying to, attack into the teeth of the Kansas City defense, which is their corners, Legereus Sneed and McDuffie, uh, and did not go to the weakness, which is the linebacker play, and you could really have attacked that with not only they did use McCaffrey in that role, but they didn't go to the tight end Kittle. And I'm sure that Kyle Shanahan's going to get questioned on that going forward, and it might continue to haunt him because I thought some of his – game planning, especially play calling when they got in the red zone, got a little conservative. And as you know, I mean, one thing I've learned from Sean Payton, he would have taken into account in the calling of the game from his standpoint on offense that on the other sideline was the best player in the game. And, and that factors in. That, that's why they onside kicked in the Super Bowl against the Colts. They took a possession away from Peyton Manning. They knew how great he is. And that was the whole impetus behind that. And that's, I'm sure, would have been Sean Payton saying, we're not going to let Patrick Mahomes beat us. We're going to go for a touchdown here. We're going to pass it. We're going to win this game here. And I thought Shanahan got a little conservative. I agree. Jeff Duncan, NFL insider, Pro Football Hall of Fame voter, NOLA.com. He joins us on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. You mentioned Romo. Um, The big thing to do now is to hammer people on social media and I like Romo. I think he's very talented. Um, some people say every now and then he goes over the top, um, a little too much flair, showbiz, and energy. However, I thought he was fantastic last night. What did you think, Jeff? Yeah, I did too. I've seen some criticism of him, but you're right, Bo. It just feels like that's you can't win, right, in, in social media anymore. So. Um, I thought he did a terrific job. I thought the game was terrific. It was competitive. I mean, it wasn't the greatest Super Bowl ever, but it was very competitive. And it felt like a game 
that was just hanging in the balance for some big play to kind of tip the scales. And it kind of happened once they fumbled the punt. The 49ers did that muff punt. I thought really kind of gave momentum and life and energy to the Chiefs' sidelines. They were frustrated at that point. And I thought I thought they did a good job of kind of step, stepping back and letting the game kind of I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. You know, take the viewer where it did instead of trying to over uh, analyze. So I'm a big Romo fan. I think Greg Olson's great too. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really e- eager and interested to see how Tom Brady does in that role. I can't wait. I, uh, I lean toward he'll be great. Um, I heard Brian Fisher from The Ringer talking about his prep and how focused he's going to be the next, you know, six months on learning and, and getting coached up, I guess, so to speak. I, I think he'll be outstanding, but uh, I'm eager to see that too. So as, you know, I asked you this a couple of weeks ago and you walked us through and it was great. And it was awesome on the podcast. You walked us through Steve Spagnola and many people and Strahan's talked about this, him being the architect of the 2007 New York Giants Super Bowl, And then the fact that he was in New Orleans the year Sean was suspended. So they, they didn't get to connect in Jihaw. Now he gets a, his fourth Lombardi trophy as the defensive coordinator for the chiefs. Is he the best postseason defensive coordinator? in the history of the NFL? I don't see how you could argue otherwise. Uh, you know, I thought he actually was the difference in the game last yes. night, how they adjusted. Uh, you know, really the, the Niners were in great rhythm early on offensively, if not for that fumble by McCaffrey. I thought, uh, you know, Purdy looked in control and very confident, and you could just see the adjustments as it went on. The second half, the third quarter alone, the Chiefs dominated. So, you have to give Spagnuolo credit. That, that when you start seeing offenses and quarterbacks like Purdy look uncomfortable holding the ball, that's because of the scheme, because of confusion they're causing at the quarterback position. That's the key to stopping great passing attacks is disrupting their timing. Um, and that's what Spagnuolo did, and he did it without giving up anything. That was the other thing. I mean, lots of times when you come after a quarterback's the way he likes to do, you make yourself vulnerable on the back end for an explosive play. They just did not give those up, and that's just incredibly well-coached defense. And I'm sure Sean Payton, if you know, you got him down and talked to him now, he would admit that's a huge mistake that he made. That was back when 
Peyton was very impulsive, kind of impetuous, right after the Bounty Gate season of suspension. And I think he's a much better coach now, much more mature. But those were back in his days when he was still kind of the renegade and uh, made decisions like that that I, I think he'd regret today. All right, I want to uh, switch gears here for a second and talk about this new Hall of Fame class. Jeff Duncan, NOLA.com, Saints, NFL Insider, joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Patrick Willis, he played at Ole Miss. His story's amazing. He was not highly recruited, Jeff. He was on some bad Ole Miss teams, but he was unbelievable. Then he goes out to the San Francisco 49ers, and has a great career. Um, when when you were looking at the whole thing, I mean, just give me your – you covered him. Um, obviously, the Saints and 49ers had an unbelievable playoff game out in the Bay Area years ago, especially the last, goodness, four, four or five minutes of the game. Um, that one kind of broke my heart. But just your thoughts on Patrick Willis as, as a player and, and linebacker in the NFL. Yeah, look, I definitely voted for Patrick Willis. I thought he was kind of a no-brainer choice. Uh, he, he kind of defines what I look for in a Hall of Fame candidate. You know, were you the dominant player at your position for an extended period of time? Now, how you define that depends on your own personal take. I I like to say if you were the best player at your position for most of a decade, going a full decade is difficult because it's such a violent game, but he certainly – qualified for that and multiple pro bowls multiple all pros and uh, a lot of times I, I feel like we put too much weight on a team sport on you know in the, uh, team accomplishments it's not Patrick's Willis fault that he got drafted by the Niners and ended up in a bad period for that team uh, just like it's you know not the fault of Tony Baselli who ended up in Jacksonville um, so I've never tried to put too much stock into, especially for a linebacker or an offensive lineman on Super Bowl. So that that was out of the equation. I thought he was a no-brainer. I thought this was a very tough year uh, as a voter. Uh, I thought the five that, that ended up making the modern-day finalist list were all worthy. But I think you could have rotated in three or four others and wouldn't have had any argument. We Can you share those names that just come up you know, off the top of your head? Two, three, four names? Well, I'm... Yeah, well, Antonio Gates, certainly. Uh, I, I saw that worthy. debate. Yeah. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. There's no question. And look, I voted, I presented Jari Evans. And I was just kind of, to be honest with you, stunned he, at the lack of interest in putting him in the Hall of Fame from my fellow voters. I, I've got a lot of work to do there because uh, he was the dominant interior offensive lineman in the league for a decade and led, you know, he's the other player other than Drew Brees on those Sean Payton, uh, you know, Drew Brees dominant offenses, won a Super Bowl, set 17 NFL records, Bo, 17 NFL records, wow. not, not Saints records, NFL records. One of the greatest offenses in the history of the game, I argue the best. He's the only other Hall of Fame worthy player on the team other than Drew Brees. You're, you're telling me Drew Brees and Sean Payton did all that by themselves with not great talent around them? So we've got to we've got to work on that. Actually, I talked to Peyton about it last week. I talked to Nikki Loomis. We've got to get the word out. I think we're fighting a little bit of a battle in perception 
and also the small market yes. that we are here in New Orleans. Yes. But we've got to get the word out about how dominant Jari Evans was. Wow, that's a great point. Jeff Duncan, NOLA.com, on the Out of Bounds show. Okay, uh, Jason is jumping up and down in his chair. He's a Minnesota Vikings fan. Um, Jared Allen, where do you stand there, Jeff? Well, I definitely think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I, I don't think he, I, I didn't vote for him over the five that got in and Jari Evans just because I think he's a little bit lower in terms of credentials. Uh, but Jared Allen's a Hall of Famer, and it, that's the problem we have is that we're only allowed to vote on five. So, you know, people have to understand when we're voting in that room, we have limitations. We can't put everybody in. And it's hard to say, yes, he deserves to be in over someone else. And then you have someone like Reggie Wayne, who's now been on the ballot for, I mean, he's been a finalist for eight years and he's not in, you know, it's a long wait. And we've got even more competition. I don't know all the first ballot eligible players next year, but I know Eli Manning is one of them. Luke Keekley is one of them, Adam Benateri. So it's going to even be more competitive next year. This year was a little less competitive when you didn't have a ton of first ballot shoe-ins. Julius Peppers, in my opinion, was the only just shoe-in first ballot guy. Even Antonio Gates didn't make it. But you're going to have Gates back on the card next year, Jari Evans, Reggie Wayne, Jared Allen. I mean, it's going to be tough. Wow. Okay, Jeff Duncan, Hall of Fame voter, do you think Eli Manning's a slam dunk first first ballot? No, I don't think he'll get in first ballot. And I think because it's not strictly about Super Bowls, I think we've kind of gotten to that point in the – I don't think anybody looked at Eli Manning when he played, as great as he was, and said he's the best quarterback in the NFL ever. I don't know if he ever was. And I don't even know if you'd say he was the best quarterback in the NFC during his period. He won. He played great in the Super Bowl, and that counts for something. That's part of the matrix. But I don't think it's end all be all. And just like Jim Plunkett, who won two Super Bowls, uh, is still not in the Hall of Fame. Now I would argue Eli was had a better career than Plunkett overall, but I think Eli's going to have to wait. But he's definitely going to get in. There's no doubt in my mind. You talked about Steve McNair. You may not remember this, but you you talked about Steve McNair with us a couple of years ago and I almost my takeaway was that you felt like you know he was underrated that he was so talented um and I, I I'll, we always do this you know what would McNair have been with a uh, Sean Payton Kyle Shanahan you know LaFleur and because I just Fisher to me kind of suffocated his offensive talent but you may disagree um you know Obviously, you think the world of McNair's talent and play on the field, right, Jeff? Oh, 100%. Uh, you know, look, I, the thing I've always said that separates the great players, the great quarterbacks from, you know, this the very good ones or the good ones is how they elevate the play of the players around them. And look at what Steve McNair did at Alcorn State, right? I mean, he couldn't have been surrounded by – that great a talent, and he just lifted that program to heights it hadn't seen in so long. Then he comes to Tennessee in basically a startup operation and does the same in Tennessee. Uh, that is the sign, in my opinion, of greatness. Look at Drew Brees here in New Orleans. Uh, you know, Look at what he did at Purdue. We took him to the Rose Bowl. They hadn't been in 60 years before that. They haven't been back. Uh, you know, Comes here, wins the Super Bowl. They fall off the charts as soon as he leaves. That's what great 
players, especially great quarterbacks, do. Uh, and, and that's why I always have trouble when I hear this argument a lot of times. It, it, can, it, it can apply to basketball or football. Oh, he doesn't have the talent around him. That's the excuse they make. Well, if you're truly great, you raise up, you 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 lift the strengths. You play to the strengths of your of your teammates, and you cover up their weaknesses. I saw Drew Brees do that with undrafted free agent receivers. You know, seventh round draft pick Marcus Colston. Uh, they play to their strengths and they lift everybody else up. And I thought McNair did that. And I totally agree with you in that if he would have played in today's era with the wide open game, playing to the quarterback's mobility, uh, he would have been truly dominant. Woo. Uh, and should he be in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so, no. I, don't, I think he falls just short. And, and look, I say that as a huge Steve McNair fan, but just if you look at his overall body of work, uh, I think it falls into the hall of very, very good, you know, just, but it's the hall of fame. And that's what I try to tell people all the time. I mean, we're talking about the greatest players in the history of the game. And there's a lot that goes into that, uh, including success on the field, unfortunately, but it has to be factored in. And um, I just don't think he quite measured up when you look at the totality of his career. Okay. Fair enough. Jeff Duncan. NOLA.com on the Out of Bounds show. Jeff, thanks so much for hanging out with us on a uh, Super Bowl Monday. What, so what's uh, what's the schedule here? I mean, do you take a little time off? What's coming up? I know you're you're covering the Saints and doing some other things. What's going on here the next few weeks for Jeff Duncan? Well, look, I'm sure the Saints sometime this week are going to introduce Clint Kubiak as the, officially as the offensive coordinator. So we're hoping to have a press conference for that. That wasn't the greatest resume tape that he put on put out there yesterday I mean he wasn't the offensive coordinator but uh, I thought their offense was sporadic and then look I'm writing a column today about today it, this morning in Las Vegas the entire New Orleans Super Bowl contingent is out there and they're going to participate in the handoff ceremony with Roger Goodell as they take the torch from Las Vegas and we start the clock on the New Orleans Super Bowl next year so I want to talk about the the competition that we've got now I mean it's not just Las Vegas but Nashville, once they build that new stadium, they're going to be in the mix for Super Bowls. Obviously, Los Angeles is a regular in the rotation. It's become more competitive than ever. And if we want to continue to have Super Bowls here, we've got to raise our game in New Orleans. And and I'm sure we will this year. I heard great things, but it's not getting easier. And it's going to be more competitive than ever. No, it is not. And I think that is so cool that it's two and a half hours down the road-ish. But, man, um that's a great point. And you mentioned that a couple of weeks ago that the contingent was out in Vegas and they've got to raise the bar once again. Um, all right, Jeff Duncan, be good. We got to do this again in a month or so. We appreciate you. Okay. Yep. Let me, let me know, Bo. And thanks for having me on, buddy. Take care. Jeff Duncan, NFL insider, pro football hall of fame voter, saints insider, NOLA.com. He joins us on the farm bureau insurance guest line. Jason, that was fun. Started off a little stone cold Chris Jones and worked our way through the Super Bowl. And then we got into this class and Patrick Willis, Mm -hmm. your Ole Miss Rebel, who's a great player, great player at Ole Miss, great player with the 49ers. Uh, Basically, Jeff Duncan said that was easy. The way he played over a, at least definitely a four or five year stretch. Oh, yeah. Of uh, dominance. Eventually, they, they got good out there when Harbaugh came in and resurrected the franchise. They kind of, took the jugular from the Saints that year in that crazy, I don't know if you remember it, crazy playoff game 
out in San Francisco um, where they scored like, I felt like 20 points or 20-something points in the last few minutes of the game back and forth down the field. Um, But Patrick Willis going in, Devin Hester, Dwight Freeney, and... Julius uh, Peppers? Well, he said the slam dunk was Julius Peppers. Thank you. Yes, he said the slam dunk, no doubt, no debate, was Julius Peppers for this year. The others all worthy, but Julius Peppers with the uh, with the slam dunk. Eli Manning will be eligible next year. I asked him about first mm-hmm. ballot. He said no. Yeah, that's what I wanted to. I wanted to see what you thought of that. If you, I feel like you agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. There were two guys that we've asked who are close to the Mannings and clo- and two of the biggest New Orleans media, Mike Dettelier and Jeff Duncan, have both said he will get in, but he won't be first ballot. Even Jeff said. He didn't think he was the best in the NFC at any time in his career. Wow. Now but that's he, that's big. Well, there was some good quarterbacks <laughs> yeah, going yeah. through. <laughs> of course. During that time. But he's got the two Lombardis. Uh, we're live in the Bank Plus studio. Let's go lunch today brought to you by Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in Dogwood. Jason, they are now open. Their newest restaurant is in Dogwood in Flowood. Fantastic food. From the smoked chicken to the burgers to the nachos and fried pickles. Burgers, blues, and barbecue. Now open in Dogwood, right by Chipotle. B3 in Dogwood in Flowood. Hour number three coming up. We're supposed to have Dan Fouts, one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, who played for the Chargers at 930 on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. 